Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. Yo, monkey, it's me, D. D.P., the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. And that's not a bad thing, a good thing. Bang! New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And you can also follow my co-host, Mr. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. And Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com, also Cage Side Seats. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing pretty good, Randy. Feeling all in right now. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, no pun intended, right? <laughs> uh, no, definitely pun intended. That was not the most natural segue in the world, but we will talk a lot about all in. I'm much more excited to talk about all in than I am WWE for a change. Yeah, I hear that. And all the way from LA, Mark Raimondi. My man, how you doing? Mr. Unnatural himself, Mark right. Raimondi. How's it going, Randy? <laughs> Doing good, man. Doing good. Just, um, <laughs> I'm all right, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be... That was, that was an inside joke for whoever's listening. Uh, uh, we were just talking about how uh, I come off as artificial on uh, on the air. Um, and listen, man, that one fan we got, Johnny, says, you know, it, it's better when, when me and Graham are doing this. So we, we, we got to do things to make them appreciate you more, man. What do you mean them? That's one guy. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, hey, hey, when there's one, when the there's one seven listeners I don't think, absolutely adore me. What are you talking about, Randy? I don't think I don't think Johnny said it was better. I just think he may, it makes him feel more nostalgic because we started out together. I don't think I don't think he ever said it was really better. You might be putting words in his mouth, so don't be taking shots at Mark here. Nah, it's kind of it's kind of like in my in my view, it's kind of like the Attitude Era where you got you get nostalgic, but it really wasn't all that good. Oh, <laughs> you when you go back, that's, and, that's exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey, like the Attitude Era, they had they had more ratings, they had more ratings than what they do now, <laughs> right? So, different times, different times. Hey, man, eight million people heard me and Graham. Two point two hear me, you and Graham now. And where and where do they all go? Man, they all ran. They all ran the hills. Um, Did they think they were downloading some something to wrestle or something? What, what's know, going you know, on? You know what? I um, the shows that they do on the network, um, I think I think are pretty good. I think I've seen all of them so far. I know some of them were already audio from like maybe a year ago, and they redid it. But they've been doing some new shows on there um i think it's pretty good pretty cool i think you know you also talked to conrad thompson early in the week for cage side seats for an event that that we'll talk about later Starcast. but um i did want to start off with saying that you know the last couple days i've been seeing graham saying that on twitter that he's he's he he, he's seen the avengers four times mark four times (laughs) four times four times hold on a second hold on a second i want to i want to do some quick math here (laughs) because i believe the i believe infinity war is almost three hours long is it not 
It is two and a half. It is two hours and thirty six minutes to be exact. All right, I want to do some quick math here. Two hours and thirty six minutes. That's like so, eight hours and change watching Thanos that's, beat the shit out, out out of everybody. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. I mean, that's like first of all, that's all. That's like watching. That's actually probably more time uh, than Raw. I mean, considering all the commercial breaks on Raw. So just about actually, just if you well, if you include the overrun it's it's just about equal i would say four times i haven't even i haven't even watched it yet i haven't even gone <laughs> really to see it yet well I, <laughs> I, probably, I i don't even gotta go graham could probably recite the movie to me I and probably could word for word Not, probably could. Gra- graham probably has the blue the, the blu-ray ready Oh, I do. I, I I can't say that I've streamed it online. You got to go watch it in the theater to get the full experience. At this point, it's all about watching the movie with other people who haven't seen it yet. I'm telling you, man, it's fucking amazing. Especially, maybe I just uh, I appreciate it more because I'm a Marvel mark, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. Um, they are the NXT of the cinema right now when it comes to delivering movie after movie. And they're like the WWE pay-per-views. They put out these Marvel movies like every two or three months. They feel overexposed. But every single movie they put out, whether it's Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, or Infinity War, they're all good to a great to amazing. Mm. And this one I, I strongly recommend. Even if you're not a Marvel fan as a movie itself, it's a lot like The Dark Knight Rises from 10 years ago, where as a movie, it's just great. And unlike an episode of Raw, I was not sitting there checking my phone every five minutes to see when it would be over. The time flies by, so mm. those eight hours felt like eight minutes. That's how good that movie was. So Graham has seen that movie four times. Mark, you've seen it zero times. I Randy, s- I don't think I've ever, guys, I've never seen any movie four times, I don't think. That I, was my I, first I really time seeing so. movie four times. I, I will be fair, that the only other movie I've seen multiple times, at least three times, was Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Beyond that, I've never seen a movie over twice. So I had to break my own record. That was really kind of part of it. I'm like, this movie's so great. I want to beat that record and seeing it four times. And I saw it over the course of like two or three weeks. So it wasn't in like one weekend, which I saw a lot of people do. So I will, in my defense, I will say that. I mean, too, too, probably the, the you know, dismay of the fans of that movie. I saw it one time and I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. I, I you know, I didn't think it was, you know, for me, you know, everybody make it out to be like it's this great, great film and best Marvel movie ever. I, I thought it was okay, pretty good. Uh, but the bottom line is, fellas, it's not the greatest superhero movie of all time. It, it, it is not. Maybe for Marvel, to some people, not me. Um, the Dark Knight still holds the crown, and I know people people like the the Iron Man and Spider-Man and all and all the action and all that stuff. I, I get it, but from a movie standpoint, from a superhero movie standpoint, that makes that makes it seem real. And I know we're very off topic now, but I think the Dark Knight, the first one, uh, with the Joker, is still hands down is the king of superhero movies. Uh, yeah, that's definitely arguable. I mean, Infinity War is my favorite superhero movie. I won't sit here and tell you it's the best superhero movie, though. There's a big difference mm. there. Um, but I will agree that Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, I mean, they're all... Silly to some extent, they're superhero movies. But I will give you that. I will give you that both of those movies feel more realistic uh-huh. and they feel more down to earth 
than the Marvel movies, at least Infinity War anyway. So I do agree that I think Dark Knight Rises, and enough time has has passed. I think the movie only came out like about a month ago, Infinity War, not even. And Dark Knight, right, Dark Knight came out about 10 years ago, and, that, and that's regarded Amazing. as a classic. But I will... I, I can't argue with you there that it's a that it's a better movie than Dark Knight Rises, Infinity War. That is, it's my favorite movie over uh, Dark Knight, but it's certainly up there as one of the best superhero movies of all time, in my opinion, anyway. Shit, ten years ago, wow, um, damn, pretty crazy. Um, and that movie was great too. That movie was yeah. awesome. But DC's been all downhill since then. All uh, I watched oh, yeah. fucking Justice League on the plane ride home a couple <laughs> months ago. Fucking terrible. It was awful. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight were much better. Hey, so Mark, whenever you get a chance, whenever you, whenever Mark is not watching Raw SmackDown. You know, something he loves to watch every week. You can go watch The Avengers one time. Look, I'm going to go see it eventually. I just have a hard time uh, uh, carving out three hours of, of a night to do that. I mean, I, I usually work nights, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out eventually. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. Well, speaking of playing rides, and, and this is kind of, you know, we're going to dive into the wrestling talk. Um, I, hold on, Mark. I know what you want to talk about, but let me let me let me dive into it. Um, off the air, Graham said he's going to Chicago for Money in the Bank. Um, I think it was um, next month, right? 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 Graham. Yes, it's a month from tomorrow, and Takeover Chicago is a month from today. I'm going to both shows, so I'll be there for the entire weekend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let's see, 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 uh, see, Mark. You know, me and you go to WrestleMania. Now is his. T- now is his turn to go to a big time event. You know, in Chicago, you never know what's going to happen. And one match that was made official on Monday, out of nowhere, is that we're getting a Raw Women's Championship match between Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. So they had they had a carpet event, something like that, and 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 Nia just came out and said, well. You know, let's let's fight for the belt. I'm paraphrasing, and Ronda said, "Okay, f- fine, whatever." And now Ronda Rousey is in the championship match at, at Money in the Bank. Um, Mark, I'll start with you because there are many people taking both sides. Like, hey, this is great, you know. And then the other side is, oh, she, it's too it's too early for her, too soon. She she, she didn't she hasn't earned it. She don't deserve it. Um, which side are you on? Uh, I, I think. We're not going to get a clean finish. So I, I don't think she's going to walk out of Chicago at Money in the Bank with the, the title. But are you more leaning to, hey, okay, this is cool because Nia Jax has kind of beaten everybody on that on that Raw roster? Or more like, like damn, it, it is kind of too soon for her to be uh, in contention for the title. But we know she's not walking out as champion. I think ultimately, I, I do think it's a bit too soon, but I can see both sides of it. Uh, from a, from a kayfabe perspective mm-hmm. and storyline, I I would not say that she doesn't deserve, you know, quote unquote, deserve a title shot because, uh, just speaking strictly kayfabe, here's someone coming in who's who's a legitimate fighter, who's who's legitimately one of the most dangerous women on the planet as, as far as fighting goes. There's no doubt about that. A, a former Olympic medalist. So from that storyline perspective, okay, fine. She, you know, she quote unquote deserves a title shot in kayfabe. Not in kayfabe, but you can make the you can make the the case that well, hold on a second, let's 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 build her up a little bit. Let's wait wait a second. There are plenty of really good women on the roster who can get that spot. Uh, I I don't I, I'm not gonna get you know sit here and get upset about it. I do kind of wish that they built her a little bit 
more slowly, but there's possibly reasons that uh, that they're that they're going faster, you know, than than we maybe would have would have hoped or thought. I saw something on TMZ last night that she says she's going to be having a baby sooner rather than later. So maybe maybe there is a little bit of a rush more than we thought mm. about getting her in high profile spots quickly. But as you said, Randy, I do think that what will happen in the match is there will be some shenanigans. Uh, possibly Natalia will get involved. I, I think ultimately what they're leading into is a is a Ronda Rousey Natalia singles match. So I don't think I don't think the Rousey Nia Jax match will be all that long. I don't think it will have a clean finish. I think it'll be kind of a a storytelling mechanism rather than just a match for for what it is. And I think and then if that is the case and and they do build to Rousey versus Natalia at some point, whether that be SummerSlam or or before that, I'm I'm okay with that. I I'm not again I'm not I'm not really upset about this but i i do think that they could have exercised a little bit more patience with rousey to, to get a title shot at this at this point point. and i think even a video came out today of, of her in her first live event um from geneva i think i think it was like a she looked good yeah she, would, she looked good. not bad not bad um for me um you know we've seen naya and correct me if, I, if i'm wrong we've seen naya and bailey we've seen naya and sasha We've seen uh, uh, Naya and Natalia maybe at, at some point. Probably not. Um, but then it's like, who else is there right now that can challenge for the belt? That's why I'm like, hey, you know, put her in the ring with Naya. Let, 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 let's see what happens. Um, again, I don't think Ronda is going to win the belt right away. Um, so let's see, let's see what she has. Maybe uh, for me, I'm thinking they put her there because it is money to bank. They weren't going to put her in the in, in the in the money to bank ladder match. Um, it is in Chicago. Fans are different in Chicago, so it, it might be a different crowd over there. Um, other than that, there was no real reason to rush it. But Graham, um, are you more on on the line of? You know, yeah, cool. Go ahead and give her a title shot, or you know what? She's nowhere near ready, and she does not even like deserve it. Uh, I'm of both mindsets as well. I agree that it's a marquee match for the show. It's obvious they're trying to load up this card as much as possible. They right. have this match. They added Asuka versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Title. Obviously, you got the two um, Money in the Bank ladder matches. Mm-hmm. AJ Nakamura again, for better or for worse. So it's a pretty star-studded card. And it's going to be in Chicago. Money in the Bank has always been one of their bigger pay-per-views of the year anyway. With Ronda, I also I agree that it's too soon. I would rather they hold off on it. It's really a matter of how they go about it. Um, I think Ronda would have to win. Unless there's like some sort of non-finish, she should not get beaten in her second match. In her first ever singles match in WWE TV, she should not be beaten. But I hate the excuse that, oh, there's really not much else they can do. I agree that she should not be in either of the ladder matches, mm-hmm. or the women's ladder match anyway. She should not be in the ladder match, of course. But she has a built-in story with Natalia. They also tease something on TV with her and Mickey James. So why not just do Ronda Rousey and Mickey James? I don't really see why they need to rush into her going for the championship. And on the other side of the coin, you have Nia Jax, who is just starting to get over as a baby face. Right. And I think having her lose the championship this soon is a mistake. Um, I think she's really just kind of finding her footing as a face right now, having her drop the championship straight to Rousey in the matter of two months. I'm not sure if the reaction to Rousey winning would be a positive. I'm not sure if it would people would boo. 
I don't even know if the match is going to be that good. I think Ronda versus really anyone else on that roster could be decent. Even Alexa Bliss, who's not the greatest worker in the world. Um, but I think Alexa and Ronda could be more of a spectacle than Nia Jax and Ronda with Nia being the babyface, I just don't really see that meshing too well. Their styles meshing all that well. So we'll see. I'm not entirely optimistic. And it also goes to show, too, when we talked about this a couple months ago, mm -hmm. uh, when Ronda Rousey had that contract signing on Raw, when it comes to overexposing Ronda. Now, I'm in favor of her being on most shows, on most episodes of Raw. She kind of has to be to avoid coming off like the female Brock Lesnar. But when you replay her segments three fucking times in the same show in its entirety, that's when people start to get sick here. Yeah, they showed it at the start of Raw. They showed it in the middle of Raw. And then at the end of Raw, not just mentioning the fact that it's going to be her and uh, Nia at Money in the Bank. They showed the entire confrontation in its entirety. So I'm hoping they kind of dial back on that in the weeks ahead. So, again, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach currently. I do agree, though. I think it's way too soon for her to be going for her first championship. Um, but I guess there is the possibility that Natalia. God save us all, this happens. Natalia wins the ladder match. She then cashes in on Ronda Rousey. And I don't know. I feel like that's way too obvious, and I have no desire to see Natalia become Raw Women's Champion. So I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see, but bottom line, it's a big match for this pay-per-view, and it's going to bring a lot of eyes to this uh, quote-unquote B-level uh, event for WWE. Uh, Mark, let me, let me ask you. Um, were you, or like, you know, are you, like, happy of, like, again... There's no story. There's no build to, uh, to either uh, match between Ronda and Nia and also Carmelo and, and, and Asuka. Like, you know, just me reading through it, you know, Asuka just interrupted Carmelo's uh, celebration and boom, you have a title shot. And that's it. And the same with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. They're, they're at some, some, something with, 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 with uh, red carpet and with Charlotte and, and everything. And. Nia just comes up, comes up to Ronda Rousey and say, if you think you're best in the world, whatever, prove it for the title. And that's it. No story, no build. Um, yeah, we're going to have a match, but are you happy of how they kind of portraying Ronda? You know, recently she's, she's running around the ring trying to chase Natalia. Then one week she's not there. And then boom, she's all happy and smiling. And then she's accepting a title shot. And then they're like walking, to, walking out together with Charlotte and Nia Jax, am I reading too much into this, or are you kind of like liking what you what you've been seeing of how they're portraying Ronda on TV? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying about the lack of a story. I, I think there is still time between now and Money in the Bank to build a story, right? But it did seem very out of the blue to me that Nia would would the champion would challenge. Ronda Rousey and 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 in that whole segment at the NBC upfronts, like Rousey was kind of she didn't want to do it, and then Charlotte was egging her on. Like I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. It it didn't. It did, it seemed a bit off to me. Like I don't think it was like they didn't do a bad job acting wise, but maybe maybe the maybe the the the, the writing wasn't all that strong for that for that whole segment. Uh, and 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 to that point too, the the Oscar Carmella match. There's really no story. I'm hoping that they do build a little bit more uh, toward you know toward both those matches, but I mean, I think that that's a problem with with uh, the women the women's divisions in general. One of the things that I that I heard, uh, I think it was um, I want to say it was uh, Tom Cassiello, the the former WWE writer who's uh, who hasn't been there for a few years, but 
what he said was all like when you when you get your the first entry level people uh, as writers in WWE, they get the women's division, and then once they have experience, they get promoted to like the men. So that could be a reason why there's not a lot of continuity in the women's stories because it's like the new the new writers kind of get the women as almost like a mm. I mean it's almost like it's a demotion a little bit it's it's like a, a, the entry level spot right so I I don't know and and this is all speculation of course I don't know but that could possibly be uh, when when we look at the the full scope of of what WWE has done with the women's divisions and I mean all the complaints that that we've had the three of us have had over the last you know year. Uh, that could be that could be part of the that could be part of the problem, and perhaps it's part of the problem with with the lack of a story going into uh, Money in the Bank for for these two women's uh, title matches. Um, just to kind of you know breeze through you know yeah we have Ronda and Nia for for the Raw Women's Title at Money in the Bank, Carmella Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Title, we have AJ against Nakamura for the WWE Title. Um, the new qualifiers this week for the Money in the Bank ladder matches were Bobby Roode, uh, Kevin Owens. Um, wow, hold up, hold up. Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rusev, The Miz, Big E, or Kofi, or Xavier versus Big Cass or Samoa Joe. Okay, all right, so, um, it just looked like a lot of fucking people in this match. Um, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ember Moon, Billy Kay, or Lana versus TBD, TBD, TBD. So, all right, so the, the, the pay-per-view lineup is, is coming into fruition. Um, I got to ask you real quick. Um, if there's no universal title match, which doesn't look like it at this point, the, the likelihood of the Rousey match main eventing Money in the Bank... Is it high? Is it low? Because we have Nakamura, AJ. I think if Brock is not defending the title, I think AJ and Nakamura should main event. But what's the likelihood of Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax main eventing because it is a Ronda Rousey world title match? I assume I assume you're 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 going back to me. I I think I mean I think it's a possibility. I guess we'll we'll probably kind of see how. How much it gets featured in the coming weeks on Raw? Mm-hmm. I, I guess Rousey was Rousey. I want to say was in Australia or something the last couple of weeks filming something for Shark Week, so that's why she's been absent from Raw recently. Uh, if she's back next week and and they're and they're building toward it, I, I, I could say yes. It does not look like Brock Lesnar is going to be on the card, so it doesn't appear that the Universal Title will be the main event like it was for uh, for Backlash. So uh, actually, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't even for backlash. It was it was uh, Reigns versus Samoa Joe for backlash. Sorry, I'm having. I got I got the greatest <laughs> rumble and backlash confused for yeah. a second because of uh, the, the time. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could I could foresee it happening. But if they're going to do that, they have to they have to tell they have to tell a good story. They have to build toward toward it nicely. Otherwise, uh, there may be some there may be some uh, backlash, as you could say, about about that <laughs> oh, being the Grant, what do you think? Do you think they make Rousey be the main event of Money in the Bank, or it's going to be AJ and Nakamura in the event Brock Lesnar is not defending the the Universal title? Well, I can't say I would be surprised if they went with Nia and Ronda as the main event for the pay-per-view, because 
Mark just mentioned it there. They had fucking Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Backlash main event. That's and right. the match, first of all, sucked. Second of all, <laughs> there was nothing on the line. True. Absolutely nothing. Not even like fucking pride or anything. It was literally it was Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe for no real reason. Just because the company has their heart on for, for Roman Reigns and they want to have him close every single pay-per-view and he conquered Samoa Joe in shocking fashion. So, again, nothing really surprises me. It's whatever it's on the company's agenda. I mean, obviously... I know the AJ Nakamura was a fuck finish on that show, which is probably why they didn't want to end it that way. But quite honestly, it might have been a better conclusion than what we ended up getting anyway. So I would assume, assuming here, I know that's not what this company does best with logic and whatnot. But with AJ Nakamura, with that being their fifth fucking match in Money in the Bank, you would have to think they're going to have to clean. They're going to have to have some sort of clean finish, or at least a finish, a decisive finish, with either AJ retaining or Nakamura winning the title. That's got to be the main event. I could see them doing Ronda and Nia just because Ronda winning her first world championship or first women's title in WWE is going to be a big moment. The match itself, I can't imagine, like I said earlier, is going to be all that good. We don't know how Ronda is going to be on her own to begin with, let alone putting her in the fucking ring that has with, with someone that has a history of injuring her opponents in Nia Jax. And I like Nia Jax. She's gotten better. Yeah. She's still not that good. The matches with Alexa Bliss were pretty abysmal, and I doubt the matches with Ronda will be that much better. So for that reason alone, I would not have a close off the show. I think AJ Nakamura has the best potential of having the uh, best match on the entire show. If not that, then the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, which they've done before. They did that last year. They had um, Orton and Jinder on the undercard, thank God, and it closed out the show at the Men's Money to Make Ladder match, and it was a great match. So if not AJ Nakamura, then that match, mm. I could see them going with Ronda and Nia. I just hope they don't, even though I can see why they would. I just don't think the match will be all that good. I mean, listen, it is Chicago, so I wouldn't even be surprised if that crowd turned on Nia or turned on Ronda. I am honestly counting on it this, this, <laughs> you know, Bobby Lashley went from being cheered one month to being booed out of the building the next and then company uh, these fans are so fickle and I'm not to say I'm not among them but it's like and it's all about the, how they book these people but Naya I mean again she's been cheered pretty pretty favorably she's been received and uh, you know reacted to pretty favorably recently mm. and then she got booed out of the building at backlash because she got that awful post-match promo so really Terrible. you never really know what those people with these people especially Chicago so and I'll be there like I said so hopefully I'll be uh, cheering for the right mm. people and even earlier in the week you know Mark put out, put out a tweet saying Seth Rollins is that dude right now I've been seeing that they they might you know either thinking about you know, him being the guy to, to, to take on Brock next or be the guy to conquer Brock Lesnar next. Uh, Seth has been on a roll being Intercontinental Champion, fighting every week. Um, people cheer for him louder and louder every every time they see him. So, Mark, you know, could, could Seth Rollins be the guy in line next? If, if, if it's not Roman Reigns, if it's not Braun Strowman right now, could Seth Rollins, with the way he's been, uh, you know, with his recent tear right now, be the guy in line to 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 take down Brock Lesnar. I mean, I would I would enjoy that quite a bit. I, I think that would be a great move. And it seems like the reactions are there, and, and certainly the in ring work is there. And I think that he's he's gotten better as a babyface. But let's be honest, it's still gonna be it's still gonna be Roman Reigns. It's still, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when. I don't know when. I don't know why. But it's it's going to be Roman Reigns, and 
and Rollins is probably going to continue in in this upper mid card role. I had a I had a friend uh, I had a friend uh, reach out to me and say if they don't if they don't have Roman Reigns win Money in the Bank or ha- have Rollins beat Lesnar and have Roman Reigns uh, win Money in the Bank and then cash in on Rollins and turn heel, then they're they're leaving so much money on the table. And I agree that would be that would be a very interesting storyline. So you're saying Seth wins the title. Roman cashes in on on Rollins, um, just like how it happened before, right? Roman won the, won the belt or won a match, and then Rollins cashed in on him like two years ago, or something like that. All right, I mean, I'm with it. It's it's something new. It's something kind of something new. Yes, exactly. Fresh, we need please. something let's, new. Let's fresh this up. Something that that's kind of unexpected. You know, and and different. So I'm with that. If that's gonna make him a heel, I, I'm 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 all for it. I'm all in. No pun intended. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's see where it goes. We got we got money in the bank next 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 month. Roman is not in the ladder match, so you know him trying to cash in on Seth could be out the cards right now. But you never know. Um, Mark, real quick, man, you you've been having you've had a long week, man. You've been doing some nice interviews and sit downs with Conrad Thompson. I think you saw one earlier with uh, Mauro Ronaldo. So you've been yeah. a very busy guy nowadays, man. What's up with that? What's up with what? Why am I why am I so busy? Cause I bust cause I bust my ass. What are I you talking that. about? This, I this is that. what I do. No, because I you, you said. You sat down with Morrow. I just don't know. I did. I had, a, I had a really nice uh, chat with Morrow. We sat down in a coffee shop in L.A. Uh, I've known Morrow for for you know a few, quite a few years from the MMA world. I've talked to him many times, and uh, it was a great conversation. I, I uh, Morrow is one of those guys that when you after you're done talking with him, you feel like a new energy about you. Like you want to go and like jump over uh, jump over walls and, and run through. Uh, you know, uh, run run through walls and then jump mm-hmm. over fences. It's uh, it's 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 an ama- he's an amazing guy. He really is. No, I'm trying to find out what was it for. But, uh, unless you did not post it yet, but what was the interview for with with Morrow? I have not, I have not posted that. Uh, so he, uh, there's a documentary coming out about Morrow on Showtime. Okay. Next Friday, uh, Friday, May 25th. It's about his struggle with bipolar disorder. Uh, I've seen the trailer. I I have actually the screener on on, uh, in my email right now. I have not watched it yet because I've been busy, but Mm -hmm. it looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Uh, It it looks like a really great uh, kind of uh, a way a way to get people to understand better the the struggles of people who have uh, mental illnesses. And uh, and and yeah, I'm going to be writing something next week for. I'll be writing something for MMAfighting.com about Morrow and something hopefully for KHIT seats about Mar- uh, about Morrow mm. uh, next uh, early next week I would say It'll probably, or or maybe even the middle of next week I'm not really sure when it'll run yet. And you said that that documentary is going to be where on Showtime, Showtime. next uh, Friday right. May 25th. All right, so so Graham, um, do you think, in your honest opinion, that Mark paid for Morrow's coffee, or do you think it's the other way around? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure. I think Morrow would pay for his own coffee, but uh, I'm excited to hear. Morrow's a great guy. I got to interview him as well a couple of years ago. I, nice. I completely agree with Mark that uh, with, with both with both the Marks here that Mark Ronaldo, Morrow. I'm sorry, I might call him Mark Morrow Ronaldo has a great energy about him. Yeah, and um, you know he's an awesome dude. I've seen the preview for that upcoming special. It looks amazing. I think it's premiering next Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, or the 25th. Oh, yeah, Friday. Yeah. So Friday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is okay. it on HBO? Is that where it is? Showtime. Showtime, Showtime, okay. 
Um, so yeah, and to answer the- your uh, question, Randy, it was actually the legend Frank Shamrock, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, who paid for Moro's coffee because he's also Moro's agent and, or, or manager, I guess. Okay, but How did, about that? did you at least offer before Shamrock paid the bill? Uh, no, I mean, we, uh, I was, I was already sitting down. I mean, I don't want to take it through my whole, my whole conversation <laughs> with Moro here, man. It's getting a little, it's getting a little personal. I'm not sure how comfortable I am with this. Nah. Uh, no, I did not, I did not offer because it was just not, uh, it was, it was something that kind of was kind of done without me being, uh, uh. in the picture. Well, did I he know. sneak in a Mamma Mia at all? He did, I mean, not uh. in that context, but he did say the words Mamma Mia, oh, uh, referring okay. to, uh, when when he was knocked over during the Gargano Champa match and the crowd mm-hmm. started to chant Mamma Mia, he mentioned that as being kind of a special moment for him. Oh, so you talked to NXT? That's cool. I did. I talked quite a bit of NXT about uh, with Mara. That'll be well, that'll be for Cage Side Seats uh, next week. Good nice. stuff. So so both of you have uh, sat down and interviewed Mara. I guess I, I guess I'm the last one to do it, right? Think so? You might need to get on that, Randy. I know, I know. I, you guys are supposed to help me out, man. I, I got, I got a two hundredth episode coming up soon, very soon. I'm, I'm like three episodes away from being uh, episode two hundred on this on this whole entire podcast. So, come on, Mark, help me out here, man. Hey, man, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take care of my, my own self here. I'm just saying, you're, gotta, you're, gotta, you're, <laughs> you're already, you're already in, you know, in LA. Three hours back, it's hot and sunny. You, 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 you're having coffee over there. Help me out. What do you, what do you want from me? What do you need? I'm just saying, like, you know, you, 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 you're getting too big time for us, man. Like, you, you're gonna get big time and leave, and leave me and Grand behind. <laughs> listen, man, listen. <laughs> I'll never forget where I came from. New York, covering, covering, uh, <laughs> not covering, LA. Ho- covering hoops in the sun, covering hoops in the sun, and that, and that hot, and that hot, sweaty, humid New York weather in the Bronx. That that can't forget it. That's can't right. Forget it. You're from New York, man. We, we we gave you free tans out there. Yo, I came out so burned so many times from hoops <laughs> in the sun. It's not even funny. Um, uh, my train of thought here. All right, so. So, Mark, you want to, you know, well, both of you guys want to talk about this all-in event, and I, I'm going to try to set the stage up here because I was not in tune to what was going on, so Mark was telling me that, you know, well, both of you guys were telling me that we got to talk about all-in. And I heard about it on, on, on the social media last week, and I seen it but didn't pay too much mind to it. And then Mark and, you, and Graham said, we got to talk about this because nothing is going on crazy enough for talking about um, in WWE or Raw, SmackDown. So I said, fine, cool. Let me do some research. So, um, so All In will be a a, a professional wrestling event in in September in Chicago, uh, which Graham will be in Chicago next month for Money to Bank. Um, so now, the text you sent me, Mark, so I have to kind of memorize what you wrote me because now this event is the first wrestling event in the United States to sell 10,000 tickets first time since 2001 with WCW and it's the first I want to say I want to say it was 1999 I don't even think WCW was doing 10,000 in 2000 2000 and 2001 really? I think 99 might have right. been the last time so let's let's give WCW the benefit of the doubt that it was 2001 that the last time that any wrestling event in the country sold 10,000 plus tickets um, and, right, that and, wasn't WWE. Right, and it's the first event outside of 
WWE, WCW, ECW, TNA to do this since 1993. So it, no, no, ECW and TNA have never done 10,000. No, that's what I said. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, you said that other than ECW and TNA, th- those two promotions have never done 10,000 tickets. Okay, let me do it again. The first event outside of the big two, and Correct. Like basically any promotion outside of that. The first time they've done it since since '93. Since '93, that was AAA, um, the wow. Lucha Libre promotion in uh, in LA. They did more than that in '93. But yeah, no, ECW didn't do it. <laughs> TNA has has never done it. Crazy. Ring of Honor has never done it. It's a big deal. Ten thousand tickets oh, is is a big deal. I see it. First time in in in, in twenty five years. Um, they got Cody Rhodes behind it, the Young Bucks. So this is kind of like their their thing. They're holding in September in Chicago. Uh, tickets are sold out, whatever. So it's a, it's a pretty big fucking deal. So I wanted to bring it up and let you guys talk more about it. So um, when this event is going on or being advertised and you see the amount of people uh, supporting this, this event, um, are you surprised that this event sold... 10,000 tickets in such in such a short period of time? I'm definitely surprised that it it did go so quickly. I'm not surprised that it happened. I thought it would happen because honestly the 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 tickets were very reasonable. They were very reasonably priced. Mm. The the cheapest tickets were $28. That's really not much wow. at all. Uh, I mean that so I I was not I was not surprised about that, I, I thought they would definitely uh, they would definitely get it done. But I actually I have tickets. I, I was able to get tickets. It was really hard, guys, to get tickets. Like it was, I it was it was harder for me to get tickets to All In than it is to get tickets to PWG. And PWG sells out in about three minutes or less, like almost every every month. So I had a harder time. I don't know if it was the the ticket service or what it was, but or maybe just the the sheer volume of people trying to log on. Mm-hmm. I had a really really hard time for for a second there. I didn't think I was uh, I was gonna be all in. I thought I was gonna be out of all in. I didn't think I was gonna get tickets, but I did. Mm-hmm. I was able to get tickets, but not the tickets that I wanted. I wanted something a little bit closer. I got like upper upper level tickets. Um, I wanted something like that was in like the seventy eight dollar range, uh, but I, I couldn't get it. It was just it was it was hard. Uh, so yeah, I was I was a bit surprised by how difficult it was to get tickets, and uh, but but I think it's going to be I think it's a great experience for I mean the prices were were so reasonable, and and that's really great because people are going to be flying in, they're going to be spending so much money to fly in to you know for hotels. Hotels in Chicago are not cheap. I mean it's not in Chicago, it's in the Chicago area, but even so, it's not cheap to get to get hotels out there. Uh, you know it's expensive to eat there. So I mean I'm I think that what they did was really was really good. You know they weren't trying to gouge people for for ticket prices. They actually made it very reasonable, and they sold out incredibly quickly. It's uh it's a huge success, and I think it's kind of a it's a statement about where 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 pro wrestling is right now mm. in in the United States and 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 globally. It's a it's it's in a really really good place. Like it's uh, it's not, and not just WWE. It's I think pro wrestling is. Is is just very very strong right now, and if you put on a good product, there are going to be fans out there to, to 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 buy it. So Graham, tell me why you are all in on this event. Well, I mean, like Randy or like Mark was saying, when it comes to just being, it, it's something new where it's not backed by any major promotion. I know there's a lot of Ring of Honor talent on the show as well as New Japan, but it's not a New Japan show. It's not a Ring of Honor show. It's not a WWE show, more specifically. 
where they're trying to branch off, and they're not just doing the show to say fuck WWE. It really kind of started as a as a rib with Dave Meltzer because Dave Meltzer, I think, said on Twitter about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, um, someone had asked him, "Do you think that in a modern day wrestling, you know, landscape, could we see a promotion that was not WWE fill ten a uh, fill a ten thousand person seat arena here in the U.S.?" And he said. Probably just not anytime soon. Right. Um, and obviously, Cody Rhodes was challenged by that. He felt he, he he was compelled by that challenge, and they got it done, him and the Young Bucks. And and again, there's a lot of star power a part of this event. Kenny Omega, Okada, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and so many others. But really, this was the brainchild of the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. And for anyone saying the Bullet Club is dying, and another obviously the whole Bullet Club is fine thing, the dissension within the Bullet Club is all storyline. But yeah. for those saying, oh, you know, the Bullet Club isn't as hot as it once was, and they've been around for five years, they should just disband. The Bullet Club is hotter now than it's ever been, and I think this show proves that with them at the forefront of this entire event. Um, they picked a great location for it, Wrestling Central in Chicago, and this is even without the confirmation and i do think there's a pretty good chance and i do want to bring this up as well which it's been brought up before i don't know if we've discussed it i'm pretty sure we have in regards to the possibility of cm punk being all in in chicago on september 1st now i know as of this weekend it was announced he will be in i mean obviously he fucking lives in chicago but he's going to be in the area that weekend for a pro wrestling tee signing the day before not at starcast which is officially being um promoted by the all-in people uh, the day before, it's like their WrestleMania access for all the people that are a part of the event, all the podcasters and whatnot. Mm. He's not a part of that per se, but he could be a part of the event. Now, I know Mark and I were talking off the air in regards to um, when it comes to contracts with people in New Japan and Ring of Honor. Will it be streamed? With Punk, I don't know if any if it's any different, and Mark can shine some light on this, with him being a part of UFC. I, I think as long as it's not on pay-per-view or TV, it might be okay um, that's why I was thinking maybe Twitch or they put it on YouTube, maybe not YouTube, but something along those lines, or maybe they just record the event to film it for DVD later. I'm not exactly sure. I just feel like with a show of this magnitude, it can't go unseen. And obviously there's going to be enough fans in the arena to put it on Periscope anyway, so it won't even matter. So I feel like Cody Rhodes, the guy's not an idiot. They put together this event. They're going to find some sort of way to air it in some form or fashion now that they know the show is sold out so again going back to cm punk real quickly that really intrigues me more than anything as to whether he will be a part of the show i don't think he will wrestle nor probably should he unless it's advertised in advance um but him being a part of the show all the talent they have and like mark said it's really you know a, a statement to the overall wrestling world right now that there is interest in the pro wrestling industry beyond wwe as as far as uh, as cm punk goes with with the ufc i don't think I don't think they would care if he did anything like that. I mean, he's going to be fighting. He's going to be fighting in a few weeks in uh, in Chicago at UFC 225. And after that, I mean, if he loses that fight, he probably won't even be in the UFC anymore. I think. I mean, I, it's possible. Of course, they could bring him back. Who knows if he has a good showing? Or I mean, I, I really have no idea. He's still a draw, obviously. So they like that about him. Uh, so I mean, even and it, even if he does win and he stays on the UFC roster, I don't know if they would really care all that much if he did that because it's not WWE. And honestly, even if it was WWE, they have a they have a relationship with WWE now anyway. So I mean, I, I don't think that I don't think uh, the UFC would stand in his way if he wanted to do something like that. Like Graham said, I don't think he will be wrestling a match 
I mean, I, I'm maybe I, I don't think he will be. I mean, it, it, I mean, never say never, but I, it would surprise me a lot if he were to be, actually be wrestling a match. I think it might be one of those things where they kind of they don't say anything, and if he comes out, it's a surprise. But he is he is good friends with the Young Bucks. He, you know, he's friends with Cody. So is there is there a chance? Yes, he is doing that that appearance at Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago like two days before the event. Mm-hmm. So he'll be. I mean, there's already kind of like. I mean, it's it's certainly like uh, that 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 signing is almost like in the periphery of All In. It's kind of you know it's 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 the same weekend, uh, and Pro Wrestling Tees is, is affiliated with All In. There is that kind of there is that kind of relationship, but I I don't know if if he'll be there or not. And I think um, I mean they don't they don't need obviously they don't need him to sell tickets because they're already sold out. They're fine there. And uh, as far as the streaming stuff, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to work with with streaming, and I, and I know that uh, I know that uh, like Lucha Underground used to be very strict with with uh, with their talent not being on television or streaming anywhere except for Lucha Underground, but I believe they've relaxed that because there's a lot of Lucha Underground you know uh, talent on Impact now, and Lucha Underground mm-hmm. talent is I mean kind of everywhere now, so I mean P- Penta. Penta and Ray Phoenix are both going to be at all in. Uh, so I don't think they would stand in the way. I don't think ROH would stand in the way of streaming because they are kind of, it's not really an ROH event, but I think they'll be a part of it, you know, at least a little bit. And I don't think New Japan would be either. So I don't know if any company would really stand in the way of their streaming, but they haven't made any announcements about that. And they've, they've kind of almost said that they there, there wouldn't be a stream. But I, I kind of do, I kind of do go with what Graham was saying is that they have, they have to, right? I mean, yeah. There's got to be some kind of presence uh, so people who are not in the arena can watch it, especially if this is something that they're going to be doing. I mean, I imagine this is, could be something they, that they do annually. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But I, I do think uh, in, today, in today's world with the Internet, uh, I think that there should be there, some kind of a stream. Or maybe what, what, what may even be more likely is, is one of those situations where they they recorded it and they put it out like on digital stream like a week later or something like that. Maybe it's not a live stream, but they have something like a week later. Mm-hmm. Um. So my guess, all in is, you know, bound to be better than backlash, right? Now I'll fuck with you. <laughs> I think it. I think it already is. There's not one match announced yet. I think it already is. Um. The one. The one match I've seen here. Unless Wikipedia is lying to me, they had Nick Aldis against Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, well, I mean, as long as Nick Aldis is the NWA World Champion by that point, mm. but Cody Rhodes is challenging for the belt no matter who's the champion. Uh, I mean, I, right, I, I, which is a good story because obviously yeah. Dusty held the NWA title multiple times, and mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of a cool that's kind of a cool story there. I mean, it's amazing yeah. how they only like you guys said they only, they only announced one match and tickets were sold out in a half hour. So you know, yeah. again. You guys know me. I'm, I'm not the biggest indie fan in the world. Um, that's that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, real understatement. But you know, I am I am I am a wrestling fan. So when when an event like this is is going on taking place, I, I'm I lean towards you know something new, different, creative, and something challenging. You know, back in the day we had. The, the whole Monday Night Wars and everything, and it made people do things different and be think creative and, and think outside the box. Not saying that this can like put a dent into what McMahon is doing, but at least let them let them know like, hey, we can have our, our own promotion outside of you guys and have 
Cody Rhodes involved, Kenny Omega, the Bullet Club, and it have these WrestleCon events with CM Punk, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, and people are going to come and, and watch and, and buy a ticket from all over the world. This can be, you know, a one-time thing every year. Now, is it going to be like once a month kind of thing to, to, to combat what, what McMahon is doing? Probably not. But at least, you know, listen, I, I never even heard of All In until last week and 10, 10 10k people are going to this event. Mark, you going there? They got these WrestleCon events going in, and it's really out of their own pocket from from Cody Rhodes and and mm-hmm. the Young Bucks. And you got actors, uh, Stephanie Mill, going to be there. And it's like it, it, it's a really big thing. So um, I'm not shocked by it. There are a lot of indie indie wrestling fans out there. I may not be one of them, but for me, as a wrestling fan as a whole. Um, they put it on pay-per-view. They put it on Twitch, um, Periscope or something. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm bound to watch it. That's good to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're being accepting, Randy. <laughs> Listen, man, if it's, if it's new, different, creative, and, and innovative, I'm going to watch it. If, it, if it's going to be challenging to what McMahon is doing right now to make them change their whole shit and be like, hey, if these guys can do it out their, out their own pocket and get – uh, a, a stadium, uh, a, a, an arena fully packed. Um, then why not? I'll do it. Well, all those, those were those words, innovative, creative. I mean, out of, out of their own pocket. I mean, that's kind of been the story of the Young Bucks and and Cody and and Kenny Omega for the last few years with being the elite and 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 the way they built, you know, this this Bullet Club storyline through Ring of Honor, through digital, through social media, through being the elite. Through New Japan, I mean, they. This is a whole. They, they've they've kind of broken new ground on a, on a new way to tell stories in pro wrestling. I think, and and they've done it without the promotional push and the and the the social media, you know, giant that is WWE. They've done it all themselves. You know, it's been, it's been very organic, and yeah. I think those guys are you know are, are are to be commended for what they've done. They, they've they've changed the game in in, in some ways in, in pro wrestling. Um. Like you guys mentioned, StarCast is, uh, is basically a fan convention that's going to feature numerous wrestlers and personalities. You guys mentioned it, uh, CM Punk, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Bruce Pritchard, Conrad Thompson, Macaulay Coke is going to be this, uh, Rey Mysterio. Um, so it should be a fun event. I know, Mark, you interviewed Conrad early in the week about this uh, StarCast. So basically, StarCast is a a convention for fans to see their favorite personalities, favorite wrestlers, but more like in a um, in a podcast form. Or what's the kind of area that that uh, they're going to be doing over there? Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going to be doing they're going to be doing live podcasts, but they're also going to be doing panels, mm. uh, which I think a lot of people will be interested in, like the death of WCW panel, where I guess you know Eric Bischoff is going to discuss that with. With uh, the writer of death, with death, uh, the death of WCW author uh, R.D. Reynolds, I think uh, Kevin Sullivan's also going to be on that panel, and possibly Kevin Nash. That's going to be really intriguing. I think there's a, like a war, like a war games reflection panel. There's uh, wow. going to be a, ro- a roast of Bruce Pritchard. There's going to be a lot of cool mm. stuff. I mean, I, I, especially uh, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because it's kind of like it's an indie. Like the show is an indie show. The the card. But this will this will be very much a celebration of kind of like uh, of that nost- of that nostalgia that we were talking about, kind of that you know the Attitude Era and, and even before that NWA WCW. 
I think there'll there'll be. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm I'm kind of digging it. I'm I'm excited to check it out. So you're going as a fan. You're not going to cover it, right? Well, you know that's what I thought about WrestleMania too. We'll see what happens. <laughs> there um, are going to be weigh-ins. They're going to be weigh-ins at at Starcast really? for All In. So I, I already tweeted like, hey, if there are weigh-ins, I should be there. That, that that's what I do. That's right in my wheelhouse. Is it, There's know, a weigh-in. I'm going to be covering it. So I think that uh, I think maybe uh, you know we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be there as media. It's amazing how they they're doing it the way I told you guys and how they they should have brought in Ronda Rousey, um, do the press conference, do the weigh-ins, do this. Yeah, they're do doing that. a press conference. Yeah, and yep. I'm like, come on, man. I I I told you guys months ago. This how they 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 should have did for Ronda for WWE. Now you they doing right. everything for for all in and this whole indie stuff. I'm like. Why can't you do that? Well, why is it so fucking hard to, to, to and difficult to do what they're doing to make this shit more exciting and more real? You guys don't want to do that. Yeah, I thought I thought you were right. I thought you were right when you said that before. Well, thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. Uh, um, you know. <laughs> um, listen, man. I, I think it's gonna be dope. Uh, September first, Sears Center in Chicago. Gra- uh, Graham will be at Money in the Bank. Mark would be at All In. I will be here home in New York uh, in September, probably on vacation in Florida, watching the event. Um, hopefully, it's on pay-per-view or, or some kind of streaming service because I know a lot of people would want to tune in. Um, speaking of nostalgia, okay, that was it, right? Um, Starcast, All In, only one match announced. And um, if Cody Rhodes wins... He will become the first father-son duo to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Just want to throw it out there. <laughs> That's what I see. Um, speaking of nostalgia, um, this week makes 22 years of the curtain call, fellas. Um, Madison Square Garden, we all know the story. Triple H, Sean, Diesel, Razor, uh uh, Diesel and Razor's final match with the company. Then they go to WCW a week or, or so after that. Um, they fight. They all hug in the ring afterwards after a steel cage match. And then people thought, oh, they broke fa- uh, kayfabe and kayfabe is dead. And uh, there was a lot of heat on Hunter. Um, a lot of heat on basically not Sean because he was a champion. Diesel left. Razor left. Hunter was left holding the bag. Was supposed to win King of the Ring that year, but that that went to Stone Cold, and it's funny how history works. Um, and then Diesel and Razor go to WCW to form the NWO. DX is formed with Sean and Hunter. We know the story, but uh, Graham, I'll start with you. And I think I think I, I think I had you, Graham, last year talking about it, but now it's the twenty second anniversary. Just kind of mm-hmm. like you know how monumental that. Um, breaking of kayfabe was for, to the company and how it, it separated into a, a big deal with with the NWO and WCW, Sean and Hunter, and they becoming big-time stars. The, the overall impact of the curtain call. I mean, like you had said, I think we might have talked about it last year. If not this, I know we talked about Scott Hall jumping ship to WCW soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously the impact of this event cannot be understated, really changing the business forever. And it's crazy too. I know it's been 20 years is a long time. Right. But still, I mean, you look at the landscape of wrestling at that time and now kayfabe cannot be 
any further from being real or alive or whatever you want to call it. True. Keith Abe is so far beyond dead. It's not even. It's not even uh, realistic. It's not. It's not even funny to just think about Kayfabe being a thing in 2018 anymore. Uh, it's like, oh my god, uh, how dare they break the fourth wall when it happens literally every single week on TV now, especially in WWE. It happens constantly. They they're always breaking the fourth wall, this and that. And uh, 20 years ago, they were, you know, uh, they were super punished for it and all this other stuff, leaving to Triple H being buried for almost a year before getting back on track and getting squashed by. I was going to say getting squashed by the Warrior, but that was well even before this happened. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, it, it did really set forth a number of things happening with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash over in WCW, and then the click in WWE with Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it really set forth a lot of things that we've talked about here on the show before in regards to the NWO and the early formations of that and the, the seeds being planted. And really, again, above all else, though, just the fact that kayfabe was still very much a thing 20 years ago, back in 2000, or 2000 back in 1996. <laughs> and now in 2018, it cannot be any more dead than it is currently. So really is night and day comparing uh, 96 to 2018. Before I get to Mark. Do, um, Graham, do you do you miss kayfabe? Do you kind of wish there was some sort of like, hey, you know, if you're a bad guy and I'm a good guy, we can't be taking pictures and selfies in the fucking airport. Do you kind of do you kind of wish that it was, you know, kayfabe was still around, or are you a fan of like everybody just being all happy together all the time? Um, to an extent, I mean, I think, I don't know if they still do this. I mean, obviously now they had the fucking ride along show where they show Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman riding together. Um, but you know, back in not even, it wasn't that long ago where they had the heels riding together and the baby faces riding together. Like even yeah. a few years ago, I think after the shield broke up, they had, they weren't taking pictures together on social media. They had Seth Rollins doing his own thing. Uh, cause he was a hated heel at that time. Why would you have him out in public with fucking Dean Ambrose? So I'm not sure if they still do that. That was a couple of years back. To an extent, I do miss it, um, but at the very same time, you can't bring back kayfabe 100% 2018. People know oh, it's a work. No. People know it's scripted. You can't work the world here like it's 1987. So I can't say I can't say I'm entirely surprised. It's not as prominent as it once was, but I mean, again, to an extent, like. You don't have to go over the top in saying that it's fake. I remember a segment they had a few years ago on Raw. I think it was with Michael Strahan, The Miz, and Titus O'Neil, where um, The Miz and O'Neil were like, I think, I don't even know what The Miz even was at that point. I'm not sure if he was a face or a heel, but mm -hmm. they basically like fought each other. And then they like, while the segment was still going on, saying, oh, it's all scripted, it doesn't even matter, we're all friends. And they hugged it out. It's like, what the hell did I just watch? And like, when you have Stephanie on Twitter, and her, I don't know if she still has this, but like in her Twitter bio at one point, she's still. I'm pretty sure still does and said I play a bad guy on TV it's like okay fuck me I guess for believing that this thing is remotely real or I don't know I just think stuff like that's pretty annoying but um, I don't think that's necessary but you can never go back to the way things were I think going backward is like going back to the way that the that things were back in the attitude era is never going to work you, you can only go forward and really adjust and adapt to the current environment that is pro wrestling with kayfabe no longer being a thing but I, I there are certain things it's like Okay, why? You know, like, I think there was a picture a couple years ago that Jericho put on his Twitter account of, like, him, Luke Harper, and um, Bray Wyatt, who was, 
you know, still very much a menacing figure at that point, all mm. smiling and like eating ribs together at some, or some shit like that. And it led to it led to heat on Harper for a couple of weeks. Um, it's like, OK, maybe stuff like that, although it's funny to say, maybe not exactly necessary. Uh-huh. But there is a fine line there between uh, keeping between, you know, completely believing in kayfabe and then doing it to an extent where it's like, OK, you don't need to hit us over the head where it's where you're telling us outright that it's scripted. I don't really think that's needed well as of right now stephanie's twitter bio says tv villain okay so it's a little better than what it was before but still pretty stupid like yeah, yeah. okay we all know that you, you play a villain on tv you don't need to fucking tell us that in your twitter bio you dumb bitch <laughs> Jesus. damn wow got a lot of pent up frustration damn. towards damn. Stephanie. man i think graham, graham just worked himself into a shoot over graham. here holy shit graham would never get a job <laughs> um I mean, Mark, can you can you imagine Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart taking a picture after the Montreal screw job? <laughs> well, I mean, that wasn't a work. So, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, WrestleMania twelve. I, I mean, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, what 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 they did that night, the curtain call, was kind of a precursor to the future. In in many ways, yeah. I mean, the NWO kind of blurred that line right between what was a work and what was a shoot. And then, uh, and, and, and I mean, and then even D, I mean, DX a little bit as well with like the, the, uh, invasion angle and that whole deal with the tank. And, and now, and now we are where we are now and in the age of social media where, I mean, it's, you just can't, as Graham said, you, you can't keep kayfabe in a world of social media and everyone knows the work. Everyone knows that it's, that it's scripted and these are actors. Mm. Uh, and, and I, and I too, am kind of like, I, I'm kind of like Graham too, where I, I do kind of like to suspend my disbelief a little bit but i have no problem if people are posting pictures with i mean they're actors i mean it's like if if, mm. if uh, you're a fan of like i mean i don't know if you're a fan of like the show billions i don't care if like damian lewis and paul giamatti are, are posting a picture together on instagram like i don't give a shit i i'm watching for the character i'm watching the show because the characters are amazing and the actors are, are great at portraying those characters so i don't really care about that kind of stuff mm. I, I don't i don't mind it but uh, I mean, there are certainly some things that like uh, that you kind of uh, you don't want to see. I almost like I mean, a magician like you and you enjoy going to see a magician. You don't want to see how they do the tricks. You know, you kind of you kind of want to go see the magician and kind of suspend your disbelief and go, oh, wow. You know, when something happens. So I kind of I kind of appreciate that part of pro wrestling. But keeping kayfabe uh in this day and age is is silly and and the whole like oh you know you're exposing the business type that whole crowd is like i think i think it's silly i mean people in this day and age are watching it because it's entertainment the way that they watch game of thrones the way that they watch homeland the way that they watch you know breaking bad the same type of thing no i i I get it i you know I, i i'm more in between you know, me and Mark go go way back to watching this everything in in, in the eighties and nineties, and you know, it's just kind of weird to see like you know, like you said, Braun Strowman and, and Alexa Bliss riding in a in a, in a in a car together, knowing that one plays a, ba- a bad person on TV, one plays a, a, a tweener good guy now. Um, w- would have been very shocking to see anything like that in in the nineties. Like I said, Sean and Brett taking a picture at the WrestleMania twelve. Or, or at the Montreal, um, seeing Macho and Hogan take a, a, a selfie before WrestleMania Five, you know, just like it, it's funny now. 
but like kayfabe is a rap. It, it, it just you you never get that um, ever again unless it's, they they do a, a big time storyline that kind of just makes us think like hmm can this shit be real? But now you don't even get that. Even when CM Punk did the uh, the the pipe bomb. Um, uh, promo and that's even seven years ago and he's like hey I'm breaking the fourth wall and everything he's doing all that but you know aside from that you know when's the last time you had a a, a, a storyline that go into great detail that makes you feel like you know this this you know I, I know it's fake but this could be kind of real they're blurring the lines um it, it's just been a while even when we even when NWO debuted and all that we knew it was a work but the way they portrayed it was like hmm I, I you know, did they come from McMahon to kind of take over WCW? And we were, you know, we were young, we were kids, and we kind of thought it was some realism, but now it's not. But now the curtain call happened and almost over 20 years ago, and I think that event just kind of bursted into a lot of things that, you know, like I said, NWO, DX, Stone Cold winning the King of the Ring. If if, if that event don't happen, Triple H is the King of the Ring for 1996, and we don't get Stone Cold and the whole Austin 316 speech. And and, I, and it's funny how history works, but current code will happen. The the rise of Stone Cold is, is questionable. Um, it just what if Diesel and Razor stayed? You know what would happen with them? Um, would, would Shawn Michaels be a champion for a longer time? Would Triple H have been a champion before that? Um, a lot of questions, but I think that event s- spawned a lot of great things that happened both in the WWF at the time, in WCW. Both were making buco money, big-time ratings. It just a, 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 an epic boom of the world of professional wrestling. Will we get that today? Probably not. But, you know... I guess we, I guess we all miss kayfabe to a degree, but we all know it, it ain't coming back either ever or 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 anytime soon. Anybody? R.I.P. <laughs> um, on that note, um, I'm gonna wrap it up. I, I guess we'll do the um, what's gonna call it the um. I'm still laughing about what Graham said about Stephanie. I'm still like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that wow. shit blew my mind. Like, damn, Graham, you, it's, it's God, okay. It's all right. All <laughs> it's okay. Got personal. Um, Dang. But yeah, man, um, I know we'll talk about Money in the Bank coming up. Um, I said Graham's going to be there. Um, he'll probably give us some more insight of how that Chicago crowd is. Um, came down today that SmackDown is look, might be looking for a new home for TV You know, you know, coming in the future. May not be with USA, so uh, I think we'll get more into that n- next time. Uh, I think Raw is going to be on USA, or USA is going to try to keep Raw. And um, the highest bidder goes to SmackDown. We'll see where it ends up uh, going forward. But Graham and Mark, always appreciated for you coming on the show. You can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for Bleacher Report and the WrestleRant radio show. And Mark Remondi at Mark um, underscore Remondi for MMAFighting.com and Cage Side Seats. Fellas, always a pleasure, man. Peace.
Thank you, Randy. I'm about to go crash in my Bullet Club shirt, my Bullet Club sweatpants oh right God. now. It's past fucking midnight over here on the East Coast. Probably going to write a heated blog about Stephanie before I crash. But until next time, boys, <laughs> see you next week. Stay all home. Got to watch Infinity War for the 17th time. <laughs> <laughs> see, you Mark, know. See Mark. you got Graham going to bed with Bullet Club shirts. He, he He's all in, and this shit ain't until September. Hey, you don't get too sweet. You stay too sweet. Yo, man, stop watching the Avengers. <laughs> it's over. Keep, keep Watch well, a different movie. Look, brother. Watch Deadpool on Friday. I will. I got invited to a screening tonight, an early screening, but I said I, it's a little too late for me. I went to go oh. see Infinity War early. That was on a Tuesday at midnight, went until 3 o'clock, but Deadpool, I'm like, yeah, I'm not as hyped to see it, so I'm going to go see it on Friday or Saturday Why not? instead. Why not? Priorities. I, it was a little late for me, and I'm like, oh, I got to do Randy's show, so I can't, I can't skip no, out no, on no, that. No, 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 Why, why aren't you not as hyped for Deadpool two? Ah, uh, Deadpool one, I rewatched today. It's a great movie. I love it. I love Deadpool. Don't get me wrong. I'm mm-hmm. hyped for the sequel, but, but Infinity War was I've been hyped for oh, for years. Man. So I, it's, it's a little different. All right, Mark, go ahead and watch the Avengers for the first time, and go, go watch Deadpool this weekend. Yes, sir. All right, I'll get right on that. All right, fellas, take it easy. Later. Get you on the road. All right.